You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. All right. Glad everybody's here. Um, got some technical issues. Um, so, uh, I've got the easiest lesson because between Jesus, St. Paul, Thomas Cranmer, and the Anglican tradition, I mean, I mean, the Lord's Supper is just laid out for us. So, so, um, and I'm excited about it. And and uh, but but it's not really, it's not a challenge for me to make up anything. Um, so uh, so I'm excited about it. So what we're gonna our, our plan for for the day is uh, we've got uh, we've got the gospel. We've got the Bible. We've got a little bit of theology. And we've got some liturgy. Alright, so. Uh, so, most of y'all were probably here uh, for, the, for the lesson about the gospel. But one, uh, one way we could put the gospel, we could say what the gospel is, it's it's God's grace and redemption for sinners through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So it's for sinners, that's us, surprise, surprise, and, but through Jesus Christ. So that is, that is, that is the context of all of this. So, um, uh, and the other thing, we have uh, uh, one of our former deans, Paul Zoll, uh, who's actually coming, uh, scheduled to come, uh, a week from now uh, to preach some during Lent, and his one of his favorite quotes was, um, "I bring nothing to the table." So you know that's that's uh, that's kind of a a, a a phrase that's used a lot of times. It can mean you know your your kitchen table at home, the boardroom table at work, whatever. But uh, but it, it 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 but the gospel part of the gospel is that we bring nothing to the table in terms of our salvation and God has done it all for us. And that phrase is particularly relevant now because we have literally a table and we bring nothing to the Lord's Supper table, the communion table. It's all about Jesus and what He's done. So that's, that's, the, con- that's the gospel context to think about communion and, and the Lord's Supper. Is that we bring nothing to the table. And that's what the liturgy is so good about, about bringing home to us. Um, uh, so, so we've got the gospel. Then let's read, let's read some of these Bible passages. Um, I've got four uh, here. I've got Luke and Matthew for the Last Supper. Um, there is a passage in Mark, but it doesn't really. Uh, it's it's you know as Mark you know Mark's small smaller smallest gospel, so it doesn't really have anything that these don't. Um, and I would encourage you to kind of, uh, as weird as it sounds, take these out of context. Just listen to the words. Um, so the Luke passage. And when the hour came, he reclined at table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup 
and we had given thanks, he said, I take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after the cup, they had eaten, likewise the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. And then Matthew, Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And then in John, um, this is not in the context of the Last Supper, but uh, again, some, some very kind of jarring, almost weird words that Jesus speaks. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. And then the further passage, St. Paul to the Corinthians, For I have received from the Lord what I also deliver to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as oft as you shall drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So those are some of the seminal passages about the Lord's Supper in the Bible. And then um, uh, in the Reformation, we've got uh, the Articles of Religion. We've got a couple of, um, a couple of excerpts printed here. Uh, one is the sacraments. I don't know. We did, I don't think Gil went in... To too much detail about sacrament when he was talking about baptism, but there are basically two the two biblical sacraments uh, authorized by Jesus in the New Testament: baptism and and the Lord's Supper. And um, so uh, and 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 of course that was an important thing that the reformers were trying to clarify um, about what a sacrament is and how that all works. So this is our this is our this is the our little word of theology here. So, um, Article 25 of the Sacraments, Sacraments ordained of Christ, that's baptism and the Lord's Supper, be not only badges or tokens of Christian men's profession, peoples, but rather they be certain sure witnesses and effectual signs of grace and God's goodwill towards us, by the which he doth work invisibly in us, and doth not only quicken, but also strengthen and confirm our faith in Him. So, um, it's kind of kind of dense, but the idea is that a sacrament is an outward sign 
of an inward invisible grace. So some of the words used are sign. Okay, a sign. A sign points to something. You know, you don't go out here to um, uh, to the, the expressway and say, Huntsville, wow, what a beautiful sign. You say, I go that way to Huntsville. The sign points to Huntsville. That's a sign. It's not about the it's not about the sign. It's about the thing signified. Uh, other words in this in this articles of religion were uh, about uh, 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 badges, tokens, um, uh, effectual signs of grace by which God works invisibly in us. So the sign not only points to something. But, but it also, in some invisible way, works in us. Uh, so specifically, um, specifically on the Lord's Supper is the, next, is the next piece. The Supper of the Lord is not only a sign of the love that Christians ought to have among themselves, one to another, but rather it is a sacrament of our redemption by Christ's death. And so much as rightly, worthily, and with faith receive the same, the bread which we break is a partaking of the body of Christ, and likewise the cup of blessing is a partaking of the blood of Christ. So, with faith, if, we, if it's received rightly, worthily, and with faith, we'll talk about the rightly and worthily in a little bit when the liturgy comes up, but with faith... It, the bread is the body of Christ and the cup is the blood of Christ. And then later the body is given, taken, and eaten in the supper only after a heavenly and spiritual matter. So the reformers kind of wanted to get away from that fact that this was this somehow turns into Jesus' body and blood uh, in a spiritual matter and the, and the mean whereby the body of Christ is received and eaten in the, in the supper is faith. So, so we are we are partaking of Christ's body and blood spiritually, and 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 the the um, the engine that makes that work is faith. So um, so um, now I've got some I've got ellipses here. If you want to if you want to uh, hear some some interesting uh, kind of fifteenth sixteenth uh, uh, century language about uh, against transubstantiation and parading the sacrament around, you can you can. Get the, get the get read the full the full uh, passage there, uh, but uh, uh, Cramer was very upset about that. Uh, so um, uh, so anyway, so what we've got is we've got a sacrament, one of the two sacraments, and we've got we've got uh, uh, an outward sign, wafers, bread, uh, and then and, and and wine, and we've got uh, we've got an inward and spiritual grace that's conveyed through those and faith is the catalyst that makes that happen. Um, and so the, uh, and the cool thing uh, to me about the sacraments, these, these two sacraments, especially the, the Lord's Supper we're talking about today, is, is, the, is the physical, tangible nature. I mean, you know, we could, we could hear every Sunday, and we do, thank God, Hear, hear the gospel every Sunday. When we hear about, we're, we're pointed to the cross and we're pointed to what Jesus did for us every Sunday. But on those every other weeks or however often, when we can touch it and taste it and I hope soon actually have wine go down our throat and feel it, feel it warm our throats, I mean, that's, that's God 
God's body and blood being experienced in us. And I think that's so cool. Um, and such a gift. Yes. So sure. Because my kids went to a private Catholic yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. I used to always fuss at my son if he'd try and take communion because of the transit seems Right, like right, right, right. So we do believe something. There's yes, there's a presence. There's a presence. Yes, but it's yes. not transubstantiation. But it's not. It's not. Um, and and it's not the actual body. Of right. And 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 so I, as, as I understand it, and I don't know what. Um, I don't want to it's impute something to. I don't impute impute Catholic theology to anybody, or even say that I know understand Catholic theology about that. But but the 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 idea um, at least at least that that. It was not adopted by, by in the Reformation by by the reformers. Is that is that there is a change in the elements, and that then that um, uh, and and that at some point uh, it, it, it's it, and and that and one of the points of Cranmer is that that's not what a sacrament is understood to be in the Reformation. The sacrament is, is, is understood to point to something inward and not actually change because because the idea almost is that the priest. Is reenacting um, the, uh, the 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 death of Christ, so that so that his his broken body and blood are being produced uh, or being or being appear or whatever. And and so what what the reformers is kind of a middle road, at least the, at least the Anglican and and and, and um, some of the other reformers. It's not it's not a reenactment of the crucifixion. But it's also not just a reminder, like you know, hey, cheers, you know, here's some grape juice to you, Jesus, good job. Um, it's it's um, it's literally um, it's it's a it's a an active uh, and and um, uh, sacramental remembrance. I mean, if you think about what what the Bible said, uh, do this in remembrance of me. We're doing something, and something happens. Uh, we're taking, we're eating. Um, and, and it does say this is this is. We'll talk a little bit about about um, uh, when we get to the liturgy how the reformers uh, really folded all this together and um, and literally bringing nothing to the table also means and, and the whole idea that this is received by faith. There's there's faith. There's a mystery here, and and um, I think that's the richness of the liturgy liturgical language is that it leans into that mystery. It doesn't try to explain it. it doesn't try to, uh, you know, put the body of, of Christ in the envelope of of, of a wafer. It, it it just says it's there, and and by faith, uh, it's received, and it's and it and it's beneficial to us. Um, even to me, it's just the other word for Eucharist is communion. Right. You're actually communing with the Lord, mm-hmm. and that's helpful to me. Right. Right. Well. Well. I'm, I mean, the the the. the with the oneness with Christ, I mean, how much more one can you be? But yeah. having His body and blood, you know, uh, uh, nourish you um, spiritually. So, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, uh, but it's tricky, you know. And and um, and there's a, um, you know, you can read, you can read some, um, you know, high church Anglicans or Roman Catholic uh, uh, theology on this, and it's and it's it's so reverential. Um, to uh, to the communion service and and that's powerful, but but um, that's kind of not not where we ended up um, and, and going going quite up quite as far uh, on that so or, or we ended up pulling back in the Reformation so um, so the rest um, yeah, that was great though any any other comments right now before we kind of look at the liturgy yeah I was just going to say I, 
when I was kind of exploring flirting with Catholicism and then the, the stumbled upon you know Anglicanism, one of the things I had found interesting was that there were, of course, Thomas Cranmer, but there were many reformers in the you know in, in many shifts in the early you know Anglican tradition of like some you know. London Mary was like super Catholic and then mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. super Protestant that got rid of all the statues and icons and these just like major shifts back and forth and sometimes super Calvinistic, sometimes super not. Um, but my, it's been a while since I've read on the Eucharist, but I even remember reading that there were, you know, many reformers in the church who said, who basically would not deny that transubstantiation was a possibility. They just said, this is a mystery that we choose not to explain. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, I haven't read, you know, there were certainly reformers who said this is not correct, but that... I think that's what I appreciated. I had my Catholic friends who were trying to explain all this stuff. I was like, can you really, you know, articulate it in this <laughs> kind of way and like really uh, um, be, you know, can you really explain what's happening here? And they think they can. Um, but what I appreciated about Anglicanism is, is like at least some of the reformers that they would say, well, we're not necessarily going to deny that transubstantiation mm -hmm. is you know, possible, but we're not going to try to explain what is a, a mystery and what, you know, what is a sacrament, an outward sign of an inward grace, you know. So I, I think that's part of what's so cool about Anglicanism is that you have these people from all over the map theologically and that yet yeah, there's this comfort with the sitting in the mystery of what mm -hmm. we just can't totally articulate or explain. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And I, th I think that, that you know, and, and some people mean different things, especially, I think, in modern Catholicism, they probably... Um, but I, th I think, as I understand it, the, 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 the place where even, pretty, even high church Anglicans don't go is, is the fact that, that the body, the, the tangible body of Jesus is in heaven now. And, and we can't, we don't, we don't get, that's not what... Right. What comes back more. to us, right? It's not like so a redoing of the so. Past. So, yeah. so the the presence is certainly you know is mysterious. Yeah. Uh, right. is, is a mystery, and and um and some people might say that maybe you don't have to get where I just went and still can believe in transubstantiation. But um, but well, uh, and sorry, but just to tag on to that, it's so interesting to me, uh, like in the Baptist circles and even sometimes Lutheran circles, it's like if you read Luther, he was like you know basically like this is a real whatever's happening yeah. is real and then when you go to those churches it's like it's very or you know it's just it's basically a symbol right um and there's n no reality to it right um but the reformers who you know were at the roots of their tradition you know believed something basically pretty different from what their practice is yeah. so I just, well you can't you can't you can't read those bible passages and think that Nothing happens. I mean, when that's that's really really strong language about body and blood, um, especially the John passage. Uh, so so that's um, and and that's a that's a huge comfort that we're not just sitting in the pews, um, kind of reminiscing about what happened. But but there's some there's a participation that we that we're that we're that's happening every time we we do we do the Eucharist. So um, and, and I I snagged. Some of the uh, nine o'clock bulletins from the trash, 
Um, well, from the box, the recycle, re- recycling um, the, a box, uh, and just so we could um, we could um, kind of go through a communion service a little bit. I've I put some language uh, that I want to concentrate on it here, but uh, but I did snag some of these. Um, this some is of the these. morning prayer. Oh, was this was this morning prayer this morning? Oh, we didn't do communion. Oh, sorry. I thought I thought yeah. since we didn't do it in since we didn't didn't do it in the factory, I thought I thought that it was it was probably done in the um so well sorry um exactly exactly yeah, the, the chief thereof um uh so so the um so well we'll just talk about it because I think uh the the whole the whole service is such a neat a neat thing um. Uh, so one of the first things that happens in a communion service is is that we are basically humbled by the law, uh, the uh, and we kind of get the short version um, most Sundays. Uh, occasionally, if you come to seven thirty once a month, you'll get you'll get the whole Ten Commandments in your face. But uh, but in in most uh, most of the times, it's what's called the summary of the law. I'm cheating. I have an old one. Uh, that that uh, so it's here. What our Lord Jesus Christ saith: Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto us that unto it: Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Um, so, and our response is. Lord, have mercy. Gone. I'm dead. It, it, I'm, 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 I'm toast. Uh, you know, if if this is the what I, what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, Lord, have mercy. Literally. Uh, so, um, and then uh, we hear, um, uh, we eventually uh, confess our sins, um, and forgiveness is declared. Uh, the confession is Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, etc. And then our forgiveness is declared, and then we have the wonderful, comfortable words um, uh, that. So basically, we've gone through uh, being humbled by the law, confessing our our our, our you know unworthiness under the law, uh, and having forgiveness declared unto us, and then and then the comfort of God's word. Uh, uh, given to us, and then the peace among each other. We exchange the peace among each other. So then, um, then the the communion service proper starts, and we have um, we have uh, Lord be with you and lift thy spirit. Lift up your hearts. So that's the sursum corda, uh, the the Latin word for that. So literally, you know, Jesus came down to us, and and. Uh, uh, Supper died for us, and what we're doing in communion is we're we're lifting our hearts to heaven, where His body is, and participating in uh, in in uh, His body and blood. So so that's it's kind of a throwaway line when you hear it every week, but but it's 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 uh, it you know historically it was very important in the liturgy. Uh, uh, so the um, so I'll keep that in mind next time. Um, and it kind of makes uh, makes things, and then um, the what I, uh, the first thing I printed is the beginning of the Eucharistic prayer, which is kind of a summary of where we're headed, and uh, and again that we bring nothing to the table. Um, all glory be to Thee. I feel like 
Craig should have stayed in here so he could say this. Um, All glory be to thee, almighty God, our heavenly Father, for that thou of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there by his one oblation of himself once offered a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world. So that's what Jesus did. So now what are we doing? And did institute and in his holy gospel command us to continue a perpetual memory. We keep doing it over and over um, of his precious death and sacrifice until it's coming again. So, so literally, that's, that's what we're about. Um, and, um, and then uh, there's, there's the, the, the longer, the rest of the prayer. And then, um, and then one of my favorite prayers and, and one of the things that I think is so great about our church is that uh, I don't think a lot of churches say the prayer, prayer of humble access, but um, but you know we do not presume to come to this thy table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but not in thy manifold of great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table. So an, another place where food is mentioned by Jesus is uh, or, or um, uh, with the Canaanite woman, um, and it just it just um, uh, uh, you know just continues to humble us before what's what's happening um uh but thou art the same lord whose property is always to have mercy grant us therefore gracious lord so to eat the flesh of thy dear son jesus christ and to drink his blood so we're you know we're saying at that point the congregation is saying that that's what we're doing so so um so again in a spiritual sense but in a very real real sense um that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us so again we're taking him in continually, perpetually, to to remind us as as a as a as an incredible gift of God that 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 we have this reminder that that we are one with him. Um, and then again, just uh, another thing that we do is is almost uh, we really try with the child's bearers and everybody to use this this the long words of administration um, so that so that it's not just the body of Christ, the bread of heaven, or whatever. It's um, the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was given for thee. So somebody's just telling us when we, when we receive that, that, uh, that it was, this was given for you. This is Christ's body. Preserve thy body and soul into everlasting life. So because of Jesus, we have everlasting life. Take and eat. So it's, it's sacramental. Do something. You know, touch it. Eat it. Swallow it. Um... Uh, uh, in remembrance that Christ died for thee, and feed on Him on the heart by faith with thanksgiving. So, so it's by faith that we feed on Him, and that's clear. And when we're told that by faith with thanksgiving. So, um, so, um, and the other thing about, and, and then the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was shed for thee, preserve thy body and soul unto everlasting life. Drink this in remembrance that Christ's blood was shed for thee, and be thankful. So, so. Thanksgiving is at the end of both of the of the phrases of administration. So our only response to all of this is thanksgiving to God for this opportunity that He gives us to do this. And um, and a word about faith. You know, um, uh, it's it's received with faith. But you you know remember remember the um, the man who 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 uh, uh, you know was talking to Jesus and said. You know, I believe, help my unbelief. So that that faith itself is a gift. So, so you know, when you know, sometimes you might go to communion and you might 
you might be wondering, you know, do I have the faith for this even to work today? Uh, but but part of what you're doing is acting on the little bit of faith that you have, and and he increases that, and and because the grace that he gives you, you know, is is more faith um, in, in, in this. And then just to end um, this post communion prayer, it really is great because it turns it back out. You know, it, we bring nothing to the table, so it's 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 important that up. You know, as we approach communion and take communion, the focus is on what Jesus did. But the post-communion prayer kind of says, "Well, this is so. This is what what I have faith happened in me, and so this is the result of it." So, Almighty, first of all, thanksgiving for that Thou dost feed us in these holy mysteries. So we acknowledge that we're not quite sure what happened, but 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 um, but we were fed with the spiritual food the most precious body and blood of our, the Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And in that, you're assuring us of your favor and goodness towards us. So, so, we are, so the faith that we have and that we hope was increased is a faith that we, that, that in, in what Jesus did for us and that that secures our, um, our everlasting uh, situation. Um, and uh, that we are very members incorporated in the mystical body of, of thy son, the blessed company of all faithful people. So, so there's, a, there's a communal aspect of it. Uh, as, as Miriam was saying, communion, we, are, we do this together. And that's what I think is so, um, is so cool, again, about our tradition of, of, of everybody going forward to the same, to the same rail. And, 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 and it's, it's a process. It's not just kind of passing something around and, and one, two, three, drink. Um, uh, but um, the blessed company of all faithful, faithful people and then in the end we're heirs through hope of thy everlasting kingdom and that hope of course is the biblical hope it's not I hope I hope I hope this is going to happen it's I know this is going to happen and I look forward to it um, and we humbly beseech thee so now now we're, we're turning outward so to assist us with thy grace that we may continue in that holy, holy fellowship and do all such good works as thou hast prepared to us, for us to walk in. So, so we, we're, we acknowledge that we're nourished. We, um, we, we respond in thanksgiving and praise and we, and we ask for God's presence as we, as we walk through life and what, he, what he's got in front of us. Um, so uh, that's, a, that's a real quick... Um, real quick walk through here, and we have um, four minutes. So, uh, for any any responses, corrections, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 personal experiences, uh, or what, whatever anybody'd like to, to share or talk about. Um. This is not to quiz you on the various <laughs> rides. Of Good, because <laughs> but I'm I'm curious. You said that certain churches, I assume you meant certain Episcopal churches, don't pray the prayer of humble access. Was well, an optional. The the, oh, the, the, optional. the the rubrics say it's optional. So. Oh, okay. So. Okay, interesting. You know, and, and a lot of people. I wasn't sure if it was like a right one versus right two. two. Um, I don't know if I don't know if it shows up in right two or not. Um, huh. but uh. I know the prayer of confession is different in right two. Right, yeah. right, right. There's probably a modern language version in right two, but it, uh-huh. again, it's optional. So, okay. um, so, so it's just been, it's just something that traditionally we've done um, here, and um, it's 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 helpful to me. So, mm-hmm. um, so I'm glad.
Um, anything else? Stephen, in, in both the Luke and Matthew passages, Jesus says something along the lines of, For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. What, what is that? Um, well, my assumption um, is that you know God's kingdom is ushered in with His death and resurrection, and that means that that's um, uh, and, and again that the 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 kind of tangible, uh, relevant to our discussion kind of thing I take away from that is that is that you know Jesus is really really tying um, you know. Forgiveness and salvation to his his imminent death, and 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 then and and then bringing this back and saying that that I'm giving you this this meal to celebrate, and and you know what's about to happen, um, and so I think that um that 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 kingdom language is death resurrection and and now that now he's sitting at the right hand of God so. That's my assumption. Okay. Um, I had somebody. Well, I'll just say they were Baptists. And sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I mean I'm not judging. I am a sinner though. Um, and they were Baptists, and that the guy after the exercise class said, "Okay, who wants us to pray for him?" And I said, "Well, pray for me for peace, because I have some fear of my future, because I've been through some stuff." And he goes, "Oh, fear isn't good. Fear's bad." And then I went to Richard Rohr, this man I follow, and he said, "Fear is everywhere." Jesus didn't Jesus go into the garden and start to tremble and say, "Why me?" Why do I have to go through this, Lord? Take this away from me. But anyway, and then he went into how rest is important. And that was mentioned in the sermon today, too. If you have fear, take some rest mm-hmm. and meditate and contemplate. That's just my reading. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, th- I think that, um, I think that, uh, that, that uh, the, the way we do communion really um, gives, gives you... An opportunity, almost a requirement, to shut it down, slow down, and 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 kind of just just take in what's happening, um, and that's what we're told to do. We're taking, eating. Well, I mean, we're we're it's all receiving and reacting, but there is there is you know the, to engage is by definition to slow down and 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 realize what what God did for you, and and again the post communion prayer that that. That you want to be nourished and strengthened um, solely by Him, but strengthened uh, to walk through what He's got in front of you. But Jesus wasn't pumped to be crucified. No, 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 no. Well, that would have been it, that would have meant that it wasn't it wasn't the, the huge yeah. cost and sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But He did go joy. So interesting. All right, I'll, maybe I'll pray for us. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for um, for giving us this sacrament and for uh, leaving us with um, with a powerful, although mysterious and 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 um, an incomplete understanding. Um, because because Father, that makes us depend on you more, and that's what we need to do. Uh, send us now into the world um, to do what you would have us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us for one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.